Welcome, everybody, to episode 148 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Um, we got we got the whole crew and then some more uh, with us tonight. Uh, Spence, Spangler, Buzz, and our buddy uh, Ryan Wears Watches. Ryan, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. Thank you, Spence. Appreciate it. How's everybody doing? Doing, doing all right on this, doing this fine, speedy Tuesday evening. Absolutely. Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. It'll be. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. We got kind of a an interesting topic, um, which we'll we'll get to here in a little bit. But we uh, we always start with the uh, the drink check and the wrist check. So uh, Ryan, as you are our distinguished guest, um, what's in the glass? What did you, what bottle did you pick from the shelf? And then uh, what's in the glass? What's in, oh sweet. <laughs> so Weller full. It's a Weller full proof store pick. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I like them. I have, I have multiples. This is just from a, a local shop. Uh, it's a store pick they did last year and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's, uh, I don't, I, I don't think it's worth the hype. People who are paying three or $400 for a bottle of this or a bit out of their mind, but like at retail, uh, it's, you know, it's good juice. So, yeah. And then I've also got a Diet Coke here. I will not be mixing that with the Weller. But there is a Diet Coke over here. Just good, good to clarify. Good yeah. to clarify. Absolutely. Yeah, not, nothing <laughs> Nothing like a nice uh, 9 p.m. Uh, palate cleanser of Diet Coke to really get you ready for, for bed, you know? <laughs> it, it's decaf. It's caffeine-free. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know they made those anymore. They do, um, yeah, they do. Yeah, I've I've switched. I try not to drink like any kind of caffeine after like three in the afternoon because I'll be up until three a.m. Yeah. So that's that is a good way to go. It's on your wrist, though, dude. Oh, sorry. So we do all of the rest. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Uh, so. Uh, I am wearing the Rolex Submariner 126610LV, the Starbucks, the Sermit, uh, whatever other name you may want to call it. Uh, I just got this a couple of weeks. What's that? (laughs) 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 I didn't catch that. The the She-Hulk. The She-Hulk? Okay. Call it the She-Hulk. I actually have a a, uh, co-worker that's in our Dutch, our, our Amsterdam office. And he's he's into watches, and we we chat about watches. And he, uh, I showed it to him. I sent him a Slack message about it, and he uh, he was like, "I've always wondered what they call that." He's like, "I want to call it the Heineken," and I was like, "It's that's a really good name." I was that like, actually works quite yeah, quite well. Hardy. Yeah, leave it to the leave it to the Dutch guy to come up with it. But yeah, the, <laughs> the Heineken name I thought was good. I liked it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, we're, we'll we'll be talking a little bit more about that watch uh, here soon. It kind of plays right into uh, into the topic at hand, as it were. Uh, recent edition, correct? Two weeks ago, yeah, yeah, very recent. There you go. There you go. All right, Buzzman, <coughs> what have you got? Okay, tonight I thought about uh, pouring a cocktail, um, but I decided against it. Got Twining's decaf Earl Grey. Because like like Ryan, I do not go with any sort of caffeine post like try to do it post lunch. Actually, um, got a hard enough time sleeping. Why 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 compound it? Right, we're we're trying to do the the playthrough at the the regular level before we we go to expert. So yeah, 
uh, on the rest, uh, just uh, because I'm a uh, sketchy guy, I- I'm wearing my <laughs> Brightling Colt, Colt Chrono Super Quartz. I-, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, recent watches of espionage uh, Instagram post that that declared that uh, Brightlings are for sketchy guys. I've decided to live into it. You know, I, I um, just trying to do sketchy stuff twenty four seven. You know, may, maybe <laughs> sketchy stuff like having caffeine after lunch. You know, hey, that'd be sketchy. I, I'm hoping you're going to do Merchant of Death sketchy stuff. Let's. Uh... <laughs> so that's the cool thing. I, I didn't know until that posting that like he's got a bright link too. So God forbid I ever meet the guy. We got something to talk about. You know. <laughs> 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 that might I'm that might sure come in handy one day. Yeah. Hey, you know, you're ever in Russia. It's 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 good to have a little ace in the hole, I suppose. Yeah. Or you're looking to buy some uh, some uh, you know decommissioned military guns or something. Like, uh, uh, the, those tend to to be lost in tragic boating accidents. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuzzy's only looking to pick up some decommissioned uh, exercise equipment. Oh yeah, yeah basement, basement uh, gym's coming along quite well. Got got my power cage assembled yep. last night. Oh no, oh, you're going all out. Nice. Yeah, we got. Uh, oh yeah, got four hundred uh, bucks a year exercise reimbursement. I'm not going to use it on an exercise bike or something like that. Nah, want to make gains. So my my wife's company. Uh, couple years ago uh paid for like half of a peloton and i used to make fun of peloton so much i ride the damn thing every day and then (laughs) i got like every day i I ride it way more than she does uh but i got a set of those adjust dude my legs are so much like more muscular and like defined than they were before that peloton showed up i mean it's say what you will like it it's a leg workout but uh and then I have a set of those adjustable dumbbells yep. that can go up to like 52 and a half pounds and a bench. And that's enough for me. I don't want to have to deal with people at the gym ever again. Yeah. COVID, I, I don't miss it. I just work out at home. I, you know, if I've got a lull in the day at lunch or something, I can just grab a quick workout on my lunch break. Like, so. Yeah. I, I've got those Bowflex adjustables too, which is yeah. how, how it started. Don't worry. Give it a little bit of time. Pretty, pretty soon you'll be. I don't have room for like a. I don't have room for like a, a power cage or a rack or anything like that. Maybe uh, we'll get a new house. They make they make ones that fold up to the wall. Yeah, I know. I've seen those. I'm trying to fill you full of bad ideas because it's not like you just spent a bunch of money or anything. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what bad ideas you give me because I can't afford any of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm essentially eating beans and rice for like the next several months. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, love it. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that moment where the swipe happened in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Spangler, what have you got for us? Um, yeah. So I don't have anything on the wrist currently. Um, I did have my moon swatch on today. I took it off. It's been a long day. I needed to relax. Um, you didn't lose it anywhere, did you? Like you, the one picture you sent, the red bar chat kind of had me concerned. You didn't, you didn't lose anything, did you? Oh no, 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 that, no, no. <laughs> okay, just, no, that's nothing that's stuck animal. in any. Did you lose? Oh, 
in an yeah. animal. What was your spin uh-huh. history at the Swatch AD that you were able to get one of those at retail? Like, I just batted my eyelashes, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, that was on today. Uh, not lost in any orifice or anything. Uh, in, in the glass is a uh, store pick Elijah Craig private barrel that I picked up recently. Very good. Um, I've been enjoying it. Very cool. I have a funny swatch story real quick. Uh, I was on a business trip out in Iowa in Des Moines. I'm going out to dinner with my boss and my colleague. We're at the sushi restaurant in downtown Des Moines. Actually quite nice. Um, And the hostess is wearing a swatch mission to Uranus. And like, I I was just, I was like, okay, I got to ask, where'd you get that? Because we're in Des Moines, Iowa. There is, there's like, there's no swatch AD in Chicago anymore. I don't even know where the, what? Minneapolis? Is it Minneapolis? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Apparently they've got sushi, but they don't have swatches. Yeah, no, a lot of places have sushi, but no swatches. Um, Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage Iowa or anything, but like, I don't know that I would go to a sushi restaurant in Iowa. No, like I'm sure Iowa. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, there are, there are, I can tell you if you're, if you're there on, if you're at their airport on Monday or on Friday, you can see the clientele that is in and out given the uh, very large insurance concentration uh, in in Des Moines. Uh, gotcha. There are some very large, very uh, you know, very very large insurers that are that are there. So there's a there's a reason they're there, but they're there um, because of the so, sushi. No, the sushi restaurants there because those guys are there. Oh, that, yeah, that's the that's sort of the same setup in Bentonville, Arkansas, because yep. Walmart's there and yep. all of Walmart's. Oh yeah. It's not like any other place in Arkansas because they're trying to cater to people from all over the country that have relocated there. It's actually, I, like I said, I really enjoy going to visit downtown. Like it's, it's a very, like very nice downtown area. A lot of, a lot of like really good restaurants. Like the guy, when I worked at my former job, the guy who worked for the Des Moines branch of our kind of like group um, was the biggest foodie. So like, and, and he was in Des Moines and he knew all the good places. Like there were plenty of good places there. So it's like, you don't get to be a foodie, be, you know, being from Des Moines without there being some good restaurants there. So um, anyway, but she had on the, she had on the swatch, the moon swatch. And I was like, okay, I got to ask, like, where'd you get that? And she's like, I got it from their website. And I'm like, like, I just kind of left it at that. Cause she looked like she was like maybe 21 if even. And so my, I was talking to my boss and my colleagues, like, cause they know I'm a watch guy. They know about the podcast. And I was like, look, like I'm still trying to figure out like where she got that because th- those watches were very publicly never available on their website. So <laughs> maybe her boyfriend got it for her on a trip and she thought that he got it. On, like, I-, I don't know, but like she did not get that on their website. <laughs> There's no way. So that's not what I came here to tell you, but <laughs> that's not the theme of the show. Um, I guess I'm going last. So in the glass, um, the last episode, which seems like it was recorded forever ago, but I sat down with our buddy JP in the uh, the basement at Richter and Phillips, and we had a nice conversation and a, and a nice uh, couple pours of whiskey. But he brought a bottle that he wanted me to try, and he sent it home with me. Um, and you can't get it in Ohio, which means that you know I have to drive all of you know 15 minutes to the border in Kentucky to get it at Party Source, which is where he normally picks it up. And they normally have it in stock, um, but it's Bardstown. Um, bottled and bond, which is one of the Willet um, labels, and I never had. Those it. have come out recently. I've seen a lot. I've seen Maybe. them a lot down here. 
Yeah, there it's like so. I he's like it's he goes you know it's like a twenty three twenty four dollar bottle. He goes he goes I know you put I know you like to make cocktails and Buzzy he thought you were coming so he figured that we could try it while we were there. Um, and I know you had to, had uh, to you know you, you were you were feeling a little under the weather. Yeah. So, um, but I tried it neat or over over ice initially and it was delicious. So I got a Bardstown Manhattan with some Dolan because they won't ship me Method anymore. <laughs> um, and a um, Amar. Amari, is that what was the cherries that Mike sent us? I don't have a yeah, something like that. They something like that. I don't have the jar in front of me. I have that in there with some orange Angostura bitters in in my tumbler, and it's delicious. But yeah, Bardstown, fantastic, fantastic pour. So thank you to JP for that. He's not wrong though. Even if you just lightly screw the cap back on. You're not getting that cap off. They are like I don't know how they seal them. Like I had to get a towel and a rubber band to get the thing off, and I tightened it. I didn't feel like I tightened it, and every single time it's been just a chore to get that cap off. And the little the little sealed thing, the little plastic, doesn't break. It stays on, and I don't think that helps. Um, but it's impressive how that doesn't break. So that's that's delicious. That's what I've got in the glass um, on wrist. We talked about this a little bit with, with, with John, but I can't seem to uh, take the brew metric, uh, gold metric chronograph off. Like it, it, you know, a sub $500 quartz gold PVD chrono, and I just think it is incredibly well executed. Um, I like John's playful use of color and all of his other models, but something just about the black and gold it, it just it works and the thing that i think is fantastic is like the backside of the bracelet is pvd the entire clasp is pvd the uh the, the case back gold pvd everything um in in the video i i kind of want to talk to him about this because he's saying that he, he was mentioning that like the, the 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 polishing work is done by hand which if he's able to find somebody to hand polish these things for what he's charging, I, I want to know what other brands aren't doing because, and, and to be honest, the finishing on this is just, it's just a level above the, his, I don't want to say his previous stuff, like, but you can tell as he is thinking about his designs, as he is honing his techniques and working with the manufacturers, like everything is just a level above where it was. Like I, I the retromatic that I've had for two years, I love that watch. It's a great watch, but this this is better in in every in every way. The 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 tolerances on the bracelet, the little bevel on the edge, the polished um, ends of the bracelet, the the way the case is constructed, it like just it slims it down. Like just everything about this from every angle, um, it, it's just it's a you can you can tell that. His process is evolving, and things are just getting better, which is absolutely fantastic. And the thing, that, the thing that the most impressive thing to me about the movement isn't the cool like mecha quartz like hybrid chrono; it's the fact that the small seconds at six hits all sixty markers. Mm. Like that's not that's not what I mean. Most most Swiss Ronda quartzes don't do that. Like it just this is just uh, uh, this thing's fantastic. Um, the the gold tone is a little bit lighter than like your screaming yellow yellow gold like it just I, I think it's absolutely killer and it's really it's I mean it's super comfortable it's just a great classic size like just I, I think it's fantastic well I mean there's gonna be a review out on this piece soon you know for Tello look for it next week 
that'll be dropping. But if you can kind of tell, um, n- not very many, not very many things to complain about with this one. <laughs> so, so I have to ask Spence, since you've uh, you've dipped your your toe in the gold world, what's going to be the first all gold purchase? Well, so what I will say is I don't know because spending uh, sub five hundred dollars on a watch um, versus five figures, like mid five figures on something that's all gold. Like, I mean, I think, I don't know exactly what the price, like what, what the point of entry can be, like what the lowest 20 or like nine or whatever carat gold watches. I mean, I think, I think you'd be hard pressed to find much under that, that bronze gold Seamaster that I like so much, um, which that, that could be it. The only thing is, I gotta tell you, this bracelet is really good. Mm -hmm. And, a gold watch on a gold bracelet. There's just there's something about it. I'd be you guys know I'm a bracelet guy, and I think that's that's what I'm struggling with with that bronze gold piece. Is I don't like the leather strap. I'd probably have to do a custom rubber somewhere to make it work. Um, there's there's a number of reasons why I've hesitated on that watch, um, but like I don't know. I mean this is this is pretty spectacular, and you know I kind of had a realization, and, and we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit when we talk to Ryan a little bit more, but, um, you know, I, I've always kind of thought of, you know, maybe a two-tone constellation, like a, a vintage constellation, like a, an eighties or nineties, like kind of Neo vintage. Um, but even those you're looking at, even for a, a quartz two-hander, you're looking at, you know, eight, nine, a hundred dollars on a watch mm-hmm. that you don't know the condition. You may not know the history, anything like that. Um, and, and let's be fair. Like I've got plenty of watches in the watch box, I'm probably not going to, that's not going to be my everyday wear. That's probably going to be something I wear every week, every two weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. So to be able to have something that is quartz grab and go, um, in all gold has, that has a, a killer design in my opinion, which design is, you know, that is subjective. You can like a design. You can not like a design, um, for under 500 bucks. It's like, this was, this was a no brainer. Like I saw the email, Showed it to my wife. I was like, I'm, I'm probably buying this. And she's like, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that was the extent of the conversation. Um, it was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this. Um, got the stamp of quick. approval. Yeah. It, it was just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, why would I spend more on a watch that I'm going to wear even less or kind of just as much that I may not like as much like this thing. I, I love it. Like, and it helped that a couple of our buddies have steel metrics and I was able to see one, at a red bar event to know like that the finishing on these is just so like, it's not like, I don't yeah. want to say it's like so much better, but like you can see that the process for John has improved. It's got like, he's continuing to elevate his game. And this to me is, is better than the previous watches he's made. Mm-hmm. So it was a no brainer. It's an absolute no brainer. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a great looking watch. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. Dude, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, it almost went with me to Iowa, but I was like, I don't know that I want to be in the office rocking. Even if, even if it's like everybody knows it's not gold, like I don't know that I want to be walking rocking an all gold watch amongst the Apple watches. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's a flex the for sure. Even <laughs> when they said all gold watches, realistically speaking, much less expensive than some piece of electronics that will be thrown out in two years to buy another one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where I landed. Um, but 
We have another topic to talk about, but first, but first, our friends at Manscaped have a new product that we've been able to talk about a little bit. Uh, and I, you can, you know, for those of you who've been on the show more recently, you, you, you've seen that I've, I, I've used it. We're talking about the Beard Hedger. Yes. Yes, we are. I uh, was very excited when this arrived. Not because I need it for my beard, because I don't have a beard. But I decided, you know, I got to figure <laughs> out some way to use it. I'm not, not going to shave my head. It works on armpit hair also. <laughs> sure, sure did. <laughs> Tr- it you just had to pick some hair buzz? I, I just, you know, I said, you know what, I am so dedicated to to this podcast, to my listeners, that, I, I, you know, they, they need to understand that I, I'm not going to just talk nicely about the product without using it. It's cool. I mean, I mean if, do we do we know, you know, Buzzy, now I got to ask at this point, um, are we going to do a, a, a consumer review type of thing where we where we compare the, the beard hedger to the lawnmower as it relates to armpit hair. Cause I feel could. like some people would say that's more of lawnmower territory than beard hedger territory. It could, but now I feel like, I feel like we've got to try this out. Now. So my, it's, a, it's a gray I, zone. I feel like the demarcation <laughs> point is the waste. Yeah. <laughs> is it though? I, so the other thing like, is I, I'm saying that this isn't the primary use case, uh, but the, this might be something to think about, you know, it's some, it's some additional utility you, you can get out of, out of the beard hedger because you know what? It, it has the, the built-in adjustment. Was it 20, 20 different clicks almost? Yes. It's pretty, pretty yeah, uh, slick. The only the single comb that uh, has a mechanism to move it closer or further away from from the uh, the trimming head. The good thing about that too is, you know, I had a pretty thick beard when I was using it, so obviously the the hair gets between the comb and the blades, and then you you stop cutting as the the thicker hair keeps coming in. You take the comb off, and it just pops right off. And the nice thing is. It, it's it's not like it ruins. It's not like you have to go all the way out to pull it off and then stick it back in. It essentially pops off from its position. So you pop it off, you clean it, you pop it back on. You're on the same number. That's key. That's key. Yeah, it's thoughtfully designed, just like all the other stuff that they make. And I mean, all the uh, extras that it came with. Yeah, I almost thought about. Wanting to grow a beard. I mean, it's got uh, some. I would love to see that. It, it's just, it's <laughs> funny that the, my facial hair is just too light. I, I, I go a week without shaving and I've, I've got plenty. I just can't see it. So oh. you're just a little shinier. Your face is just a little shinier. I'm not shinier. It's just, it, it's, it's too bad. It really is. It's disappointing. I should do better. Oh, it- I mean, I'm with you. The, 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 the rest of the kit, the, the beard comb, which helps, like, it, it helped with the trimming process. The, the scissors were quite nice. Get stuff to be careful with scissors because the ones that I tend to miss are in this area, and scissors and ears don't work well. <laughs> Ask my mom and my brother about that um, when he was eight. <laughs> a little Van Gogh action. A little, a little accidental Van Gogh action. Um, ju- nothing came off. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let me put it that way. But it hurt. And it bled. <laughs> um, 
but the uh, the other stuff too, like the the beard oil, the beard shampoo, the beard the beard ball, like all of those things. Like you were just kind of waiting for them to, to to work their way north, as it were. Um, given the rest of the products that we like so well south of the, the line of demarcation, um, you know, just it was it was only a matter of time. So, no, I'm I'm really thrilled with it. Like I said, fair warning to everybody though, their numbers do not equate to the numbers your barber is using. So start long, which is why I don't have much of a beard right now. It did the job phenomenally, but it didn't leave me with much. And that is, you know, I thought I knew how to use a beard trimmer. Turns out I was wrong. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> it was too complicated for me. No, it's it's fantastic. And now I know for the next time uh, that I end up with a beard. So if you're at all interested, and like we said, we we, we try these out. We enjoy them. We we use them ourselves. We, they, we wouldn't let them advertise with us if we didn't. Uh, you can let them know that we sent you, and uh, you can use that promo code, right, Buzzman? Oh, yeah. Promo code is... What, what is it again? Buzzcut. 20% off go. and free shipping. There we go. Let them know we sent you. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. New products. New year, new products. New year, new you. That They want us to read that. New year, new you. That's the that's what they want us to read. At this point, the, the, I don't, we the, year, the year hit at 12.5% of the year, roughly speaking, has elapsed, right? Yeah. Well, and realistically, I read some of their emails. I guarantee they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the numbers keep supporting it, though. Like They keep deciding to advertise with us, so something must be happening. I don't Amazing. know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, did I tell you? Did I tell you, Spence? Uh, I think I mentioned to you guys. I was uh, at a watch a watch event here locally, and uh, somebody recognized me from your podcast. So that's your funny. influence is spreading. <laughs> <Whoa. Like>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the funny thing is, is I don't know if he if he saw you right now on the show. I don't know that he recognized you because your hat is on the correct way. Yeah, I know. I don't have to turn backwards. This was a different watch meetup. Literally for five damn seconds. I, I'm going to kill Adam for even taking that picture. I don't know how that happened. It's, uh, I'm, I'm a middle-aged man, and I've got my my freaking hat on backwards like a small child. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Kindling your... And it's, it's, been captured on, it's been captured on film, so... I'm, yes. Uh, Kindling hey, your cool inner Fred Durst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just lead into it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, you can't want to. I, I remember reading the article. Um, the article on. Uh, it, was, it was. What was it? I don't know if it was on ESPN page two or if it had become Grantland or the. I, I'm pretty sure it was ESPN two or ESPN page two. Because at that point, Eli hadn't won a Super Bowl. And they were talking about, like, Eli and Matthew Stafford and all those guys who were good quarterbacks, but they hadn't won a Super Bowl. And it's, you know, the the only thing you could think of was not the supporting cast. Not the, backwards hat guy. Backwards hat guy is not winning you a Super Bowl. <laughs> and then that's what they said. I think it was Eli was the example. Eli became forwards hat guy, won a Super Bowl, beat Tom Brady. <laughs> I've seen Tom Brady wear hats backwards. On the sideline? Oh, I don't know on the sideline. See, that's what that's what they're saying is on the sideline, oh, okay. on the sideline, backwards hat guy not winning you a Super Bowl. Okay. 
So stocking hat guy, completely different thing because it's just cold. Okay. Um, and, and and a uh, a toque wearer in the CFL is for sure going to win you a Super Bowl. <laughs> Isn't that called a Grey Cup? Yes, yeah, it is the Grey Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Got them all. Very covered. good CFL knowledge. We do what we can. You know, I mean, the team that I follow hired a guy from the CFL, and it worked out well for about half a season. <laughs> good old Mark Trestman. What a hoser! I, don't even I know think what the highest play payer in the CFL makes. I think I this could have changed, but several years ago, I read like the highest played player in the CFL essentially made NFL league minimum money, like rookie league minimum money, and that was just a few guys. Like uh, you could add up, you could add up the. I mean, you could add up the salaries for all the players on every team in the CFL, and it wouldn't equal the salaries of a single NFL team. That's insane. Yikes! It makes sense though. <laughs> it does. I like CFL. I, I uh, it's it's yeah, different it's enough, bad. you know. That fifty-five yeah, yard line uh, freaks me out. <laughs> it would be uh, interesting. Uh, I mean, between that and the NFL, and then when the XFL comes back next year, and then college football, you're going to have around like twelve months a year of football. That's a lot of football. Big time. Or you could have twelve months of football. <laughs> I mean, if you. If you wanted to watch all those other products, but I, love to see. I liked the XFL reboot. I was a big uh, St. Louis Battlehawks fan. Isn't the USFL back too? They are. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, so it's just all. Yeah, Steve Spurrier's coaching one of the teams in USFL. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. All right. Well. Ryan made a purchase, and then Ryan sent some text messages. FYI. Now Ryan is on the show. FYI, Ryan sent some text <laughs> yeah, messages. Just FYI. <laughs> just FYI. Um, and I, I think the interesting thing, you, we've, we've kind of talked about, we've, we've all been in this hobby for a while, and there's you get into it, you make the purchase, like, oh, cool, I got my nice watch, and then like you're bit by the bug, you go down the rabbit hole, you find all the media websites, you're going through it, you're watching all the new releases. Like, every, anybody remember Basil World? Like, that was a, like how that was a thing before <laughs> it became not a thing anymore and died. Um, like, that was like Christmas in April. It was just the craziest time. You're seeing all the new stuff. Like, oh, that's awesome! I want that! I want that! I want. Then like, eventually, you kind of settle in. And you, you you hone your taste, you realize what you like, you build out the collection, you, you find what is missing in your opinion, you sell some things, you change your mind, you get older, your tastes change. Uh, like Jeremy Clarkson, you didn't like the Bentley Continental, but now you like the Bentley Continental because you're older and you realize that it meets a lot of needs and is still a cool, fun car. Um, that's like me and the two-tone watch, like, dad, a two-tone is <laughs> for old guys. And now it's like, I really want a two-tone watch. Um <laughs> Which is how I'm wearing a gold PVD brew at this point. Um, anyway, like things change, things evolve, and you kind of realize what you want. And and Ryan, it, it seemed to me like you kind of had a bit of a moment of clarity. Um, and we'll see how long it lasts because it it you know invariably things change. Um, but kind of kind of walk us through your process on. I mean, we, we don't need to talk about like the buying process. Yeah, it's cool. You get the call. You got one in. You, you pick up the watch. It's awesome. Uh, you swipe the credit card, 
you, you deposit a small brick next to you um, <laughs> after seeing that amount of, of money leave or go on the card briefly before it then leaves immediately. Um, and you're excited, but you're like, oh, what did I just do? Like all of those things, you know, we've, we've all made that purchase where you're like, this is cool, but holy shit. Um, so kind of walk us through that and kind of where you're kind of honing your collection in on and, and kind of how you've come, come to peace with it. Yeah. So I, um, I mean, I had time to make peace with it because I inquired about the watch. My weight wasn't bad. It only took three and a half months, which is that's solid. I mean, yeah, I think the market's softening a little bit, but that's, uh, that, that's still a pretty short wait time. Uh, can I go ahead and can I plug Windsor real quick? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah, so like, like Windsor and Ben and Heidi and the whole Windsor team, like, just thank you so much. Like Ben and I talked, he knew how much this meant to me to get this watch. And, uh, Heidi was great to work with. So just like, if you, if you're ever in need of anything, they carry such a broad selection of brands. Like they get, they'd have you covered. So, uh, I would recommend, I would refer anyone there I, the level of service that they provided was just phenomenal. But anyway, uh, so I inquired about the watch in October and, uh, then asked me, you know, uh, when I wanted, when I wanted to get it. And he's like, and I told him, uh, you know, Q1, like I, uh, I, I knew I'd have like an end of year bonus and I'd be like, it, it wouldn't hurt quite as bad. Uh, give me time to like sell off some stuff. And he told me there, he's like, we can make that happen. Like he told me I can make Q1 of next year happen. So, you know, I figured January, February, March, but, uh, followed up and touch base with him in November. And, uh, again, just, you know, reiterated my interest and, uh, said he'd stick with it. And then I sent him one more email on, uh, the first week of January and he wrote back. He's like, yeah, he's like, I got you. And, uh, two weeks later, I got a message on Instagram that said, Ryan, what's the best number to reach you at? And I was in a meeting. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and the message popped up on my phone and I, I have a buddy, like there it was a, a big group of us from like offices all over the country, or all over the world. And one of my buddies in London was like, he privately messaged me. He's like, what the hell are you smiling about? And <laughs> it's like, so anyway, uh, I reached out, but sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. I'd had some time because I, I asked about the watch in October. Ben told me that he could make Q1 happen. So I knew I was going to have to sell some stuff. It's just, I, it, like I had, I, couldn't just lay that cash out. Like I'm not made of money. I need to like sell some stuff to pay for it. So I already identified that stuff. I hadn't listed it because he said Q1 and I was like, well, it's probably going to be March. There's no way it's going to be like January. So as soon as I got the, like, as soon as I like paid for the watch, I started listing stuff for sale. <laughs> I was like I'm selling this and selling this. Um, but in terms of like, you know, less is more at this point. Like, you know, when you get into watch collecting, you, you your tastes are pretty broad and varied, and you kind of want to try everything. But I I know what I like now, and you know I, I'm at a point now where I have a number of watches where, like, I love everything I've got. I, I couldn't see myself parting with any of the stuff I have at this point, and uh, I it's not so it's not so expansive that I can't wear everything. So everything gets wrist time. So that was sort of the realization. It was just like, just hone it down, kind of less is more. Uh, as you can see, I don't believe that for bourbon, but for 
to consumable uh, for watches. <laughs> Bourbon to consumable. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watches so, aren't supposed to last that, for a much longer time than bourbon is. Hopefully, yeah, they, yeah, they hopefully. are. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm down to like eight pieces now, and I'm really happy with where I'm at. And like as I mentioned to you guys, the other thing is like I, I've just kind of found my ceiling. Like I I couldn't imagine spending more than this on a watch. Like it, you all know that I've like drooled over Royal Oaks for forever, and they're they're beautiful and they're great. Like, I just don't know that I can justify that personally. I mean, everybody's got different, you know, different priorities and, and different financial situations, but I just, I, I just couldn't imagine laying out any more money. Like I've, I've found my ceiling and I'm completely content and I'm happy with where I'm at. And I feel like I've got a really nice lineup and yeah, I, uh, for like the first time in watch collecting, like I'm like really just content with where I'm at. Like there's nothing I want like you know new watches have been getting launched the last couple of weeks and i can look at that stuff and i can be like that's nice but like there's no like inkling to be like oh i want to buy that like i uh which makes my wife thrilled she's so happy like, she's <laughs> so, so. yeah did i answer your question i i think i feel like no you, you 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 absolutely did i mean we've we've talked about that with we, actually, with our buddy John, who was just on recently about a year ago, we kind of talked about, you know, at, at times it feels like, is do we feel the need to move stuff around because we really want to? Is it because we're, we're I don't want to say like bored, but like you're comfortable, you're content with where you're at. It's like, oh, I want to, maybe I want to try that. And then like you, you move something, it's like, eh, I don't, maybe I didn't really want to try that. Maybe I was just bored. Um, you kind of figure out like where you're at. And for a while there, you know, I was, I was in, I don't say like I'm, st- I'm, I'm still kind of there. Like I'm in the same boat, but like if you look at the watches that I've kind of picked up recently, other than the Oris PPX, which, you know, I mean, what was that? Like a hundred episodes plus ago, like 120 episodes ago, we essentially asked VJ, Hey, make this watch. They made the watch. I bought the watch. Like it was it, it, logical from A to B. It, eventually like there was some stops along the way, but like it all made sense why that watch is in my collection. Um, but it's weird. Like I find myself gravitating towards, like, like what I'm wearing right now. Like things where you're like, I like the design. I like where it's at. And you you can add more pieces. And if they don't get as much wrist time, I mean, you could say, yeah, it's dead money. But I'm like, well, I spent a little bit of money on a Seiko GMT, which I think is just a great fun watch. I love that watch. I'm glad I have it. Do I wear it a lot? No. Do I mind that I don't wear it a lot? Also, no. Um, like. Like it's one of those where it's like I'm glad I have it. I think it's great, and and, and we you know we, we talk about what we want in the collection. It's a watch I want to have in the collection for the times that I do want that watch. Um, there are core pieces that I wear all the time. I have too many watches, but at the same point, I'm, I'm in a weird way. I don't say like I'm an emotional person, but like I assign value or I assign, like I like I humanize the pieces in my collection. There's, there's a connection to most of them, whether it's a brand that we've had on the show that we've been able, we've become friendly with, whether it is, you know, something that it marks a milestone at work or in the, in the family, something like that. Like that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm kind of with you. Like I don't see myself parting really with anything. What, what I have, the one piece that I moved to add the PPX to the collection was the one that was, it was the second watch that I really ever kind of bought 
and I liked it, but my taste had changed and there really wasn't a connection to that other than I liked that watch at the time. Um, it was a black ceramic chronograph with a 7750 movement and it was, it was a great watch, but it was just like, it, I wasn't wearing it and I didn't envision myself continuing to wear it. So it was an easy one to, to call and add. Now I look at stuff and yeah, I've got, you know, I've got probably 17 or 18 watches. I can't see moving any of them. I can see moving two of my watches. Uh, we're not doing fast forum finds, but if anyone's interested in the Monta SkyQuest or Doxa Sub 300 are, are we not doing fresh forum? We don't I usually do the 40 self-promotion buzz. Thanks, man. I'm just trying to be like my hero, Spangler. <laughs> <laughs> you learn from the master. So we're not doing fresh forum finds? <laughs> I found a great one. A, a seller named Ryan Patrick has a Black Bay 58 Blue listed for sale. Uh, full box and papers. Uh, Amazing. Excellent. Uh, he's really great feedback on the Watch You Seek forum on the sales channel. So you should really reach out to Ryan Patrick. Uh, you can reach out to Ryan Wears Watches on Instagram. I can get you in touch with him. Beautiful BB 58. Full box and papers. Let's make a deal. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen that watch on a couple Peloton rides. <laughs> Shut up. They don't even know about that. Like, just, just watch my it. Wrist, just, just my wrist sweat. It's all over that watch. You know? It's okay. A lot of us like I'll rub it. I'll watches. rub it down with an alcohol swab before I ship. So. A lot of us like pre-fondled watches, or we like to fondle watches we know other of our friends are going to buy. Absolutely. That's a big thing in our Red Bar group. Yeah. I would say it's the thing that holds the group together. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Spangle, you've kind of been going on on that journey as well. I know. I know. Buzzman's kind of honing in on. I know. There's, I know. There's a piece you got your eye on. Um, and yeah, I, I, I know I've you're working on. Yeah, I've always got my eye on a, a, a few things, but yeah, there, there's definitely one in particular. And, and it's funny, Ryan, that you mentioned that you, you inquired about this in October. I also inquired at an eighty down here. Um, about certain pieces also in October and recently got uh, a sort of email saying like, Hey, we're getting a shipment in. This was like maybe three weeks ago ish. So around the same time that you probably got yours. Um, unfortunately it was not the one I was, I was looking for. It was a different colorway, but you know, I mean, to your point, I think they're definitely becoming more available for people that are out there wondering about them. Um, at least for, I mean, mine was a GMT model. Yours was obviously a sub. Um, I can't speak for the other ones, but, you know, for those out there, I think they're honestly becoming yeah, more so, available, which is good Good to see, honestly. Yeah, I, I think Yeah, I think it's softening. And I uh, I was actually in an AD, uh, today, a Rolex AD today, talking with uh, the guy that's in charge of, like, purchasing watch, like, their, mm-hmm. their like, estate watches. Yeah. And uh, I was chatting with him, and, you know, we were talking. He's like, yeah, it's softening, you know, but... It's like, it's still not going to be something where like you can walk into a store and just get a GMT out of the case, but you're not going to be like, Hey, it's going to be a three year wait for sure. Like it's, uh, and I think it's going to keep getting easier over the next, you know, six to 12 months probably, uh, which is good. That's good. But, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not like what it was, which I'm mm-hmm. fond of, which GMT are you after Spangler? If you don't mind me asking the good one. So in my mind, that's the Pepsi. Well, they're all good. <laughs> it's, I think that's a, Pepsi. Is that what you? The quintessential. And it's got to be on a Jubilee. 
Yes. It's got to be a Pepsi it's got to be a Jubilee, yeah, right? Or the the Jubilee, yes. Yeah. I I tried on the Sprite today when I was in that AD and um nice. I like it. Like I'm left-handed, so the left hand the the left-hand drive crown doesn't bother me. It's the date window placement. Like yeah. the date window placement was dry. I, like I was looking at thing and I was just like, this is just ridiculous. Like, no, I, I couldn't do that. Like if they put that date window at three, it'd be perfect. I'd yeah. be absolutely fine with it. But. So I, I don't know about you, but like I, I, when I try and watches, I have a weird habit of like winding the crown is the winding on that watch. I don't know if you did it, but do you know if it's like reversed or is it still right way up? The guy showing me the watch wound it and he turned it over. To like, uh, okay. so, so I didn't even catch what he was doing, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah, he flipped the watch over to wind it. I watched him do it. Uh, Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, but I'm not completely sure how that works. But yeah, he wound it, and I watched him. He turned the watch over so that the crown was yeah. on the other side. That's funny. That's funny. That makes sense. Well, good luck with getting it. Hope you uh, hope you land that soon. Yeah, you know, I'm not in any rush, but you know, it's will probably come within. I guess hopefully a small amount of time. So the, um, like I have a 16, seven, 10 Pepsi GMT. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't have that, like modern production Rolex, the Pepsi is probably what I would chase. Uh, yeah. Or either. Yeah. Probably the Pepsi or the Batman, but because I had that 16, seven, 10, this, this sub was really the only modern production one I want. I'm not a big chronograph guy. So like the Daytona, everybody clamors for it. It's never been something I'm, Sure. like obsessed with but uh yeah i hope you get it soon man it's a great watch yeah me too what would that what would that <laughs> leave you what do you think so i let me let me guess my guess is you'd be left with three watches then me yeah am i thinking about that right spangler i mean you know i'll have a little bit more funds here the next few months so i mean i don't that is very true that is very foresee true. myself having so- to ditch everything to get it. But you know, it's, I mean, I'm only down to like, God, I only wear like five watches now currently. So, I mean, it's not a lot. What do you, I don't even know what, what, I know you've got the Submariner. I know you've got the, yeah, the the one, two, four, six. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything else. You, I don't know of any other watches you've got. What else do you have? The speedy sticking around. Yeah. The speedy, the the speedy is, My uh, my constant. I'll, I'll never let that one go. Uh, so yeah, I've got the Speedy. I've got the uh, Spitfire Chrono from from IWC. Uh, I've got the Sub. I wore the Zodiac uh, Aerospace GMT quite a lot, and I've got my Moon Swatch. Uh, I guess I have my Laurier, uh, the Warner Wound Gemini Limited Edition. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. That one's also on the chopping block. So yeah, it's about like six that I wear. Okay. At this point. And Buzz, what's the uh, what's the catalyst for selling the uh, the Manta? What do you are you after something, or are you just trying to cull a little bit? Yeah, I um, a friend uh, John has my uh, essentially the big brother to my um, Tudor Oyster Prince. He's got a jumbo uh, black dial jumbo mm-hmm. that uh, he, he's been wanting to move, and I like that one quite a bit. Um, so, yeah. but, but at the same time, right? Like I've already, you know, I haven't. I did wear the SkyQuest recently. It's a good watch. It's just not grabbing me right now. 
and it's been that way for a while. I, like I've already got like one hyper competent dive type watch. I mean, I know the SkyQuest is a, a, a GMT, but um, yeah, the, the the Black Bay Fifty Eight really um, ha- has made it everything else kind of uh, dull in comparison. So. Um, and I, honestly, like the Doxa, I like it. I like it when I wear it, but just, yeah, not, not wearing that much. So I would, I would do, um, I'll do the Oyster Prince Jumbo and then probably, though the funny thing, the distressing thing, there's nothing funny about this. It appears it appears that the supply of inexpensive constellations from from our, our friends uh, from Asia has dried up. I'm looking around on eBay. I'm I'm not I'm not seeing any of those double eagles um, at, at very reasonable prices. I don't know what's going on. It makes me sad. Maybe they don't want to ship them. Maybe, maybe everyone like me was too stupid to figure out what sort of, of uh, import duty and just no one bought it. And they said, you know what the hell with these guys? They're not buying our stuff. <laughs> I've, you know, I've bought watches from Japan and the Netherlands and had like, my, I've never had import duties higher than $85 nice. on like, on like not cheap watches. Like they like people always go, Oh, you're going to pay import duties. I was like, it's. Like it's not a ton of money on the, so if you're worried about the import duties, don't. Nice. Yeah. Knock on wood. I, I've I've bought a few watches from Japan. And I've I've never had import duties. I mean, they were all off of eBay, but I've never experienced it before. Buzz, I thought you were. Gonna yeah, say- it's just whether they catch it or not. It, it, I, yeah. I guess it depends on what shipping service the seller uses too, because some of the shipping services are really stringent about catching it, and other ones are just like, yeah, and just let it go. I thought Buzz was going to say the distressing thing was is he would want to source a bracelet for that jumbo. <laughs> and that is not – that's not for the faint of heart. No. No. And, you know, to, to be fair, like, I, I do see the best ver- – it's one of those things. So I, my 34-millimeter – Oyster Prince. Okay, I got this in in the truly good old days for screaming four hundred dollars off of uh, poor man's watch forum, and um, you know I I dig it. I, I wore it on Sunday. Actually, wore it, wore it to mass. Um, I've thought about just you know um, buckling up and paying like way more than what I paid for it, probably twice what I paid for it for like the legit, uh, you know, bracelet, uh, source, source through, uh, through Rolex. Um, cause I really do like the like champagne color dial. I think it's just so gorgeous, but also kind of like the idea of the 38, um, uh, the the one that Parker's got, you know, it's got the date. Um, it's just it's a nice size. Um, then I've got two of essentially the same thing. I've got t- two two children, so that that works out nicely. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm 
pretty pleased with with everything. Really, no need to to change stuff up right now. It is nice. interesting. We, we we already kind of talked a little bit about what what it would take, like what what would come, what could come out. We're already starting to see a lot of new releases. I know the guys over at Risk Cheese kind of walked through the fact that like AP just fired stuff out of a bazooka at us this week or last week. Um, I think I might be a week behind on uh, on the podcast, but just it, it's starting to be that season. We kind of talked about like I know we have I, Spangler. We didn't. Were you you weren't on that episode? I kind of be curious. Like you know, we we know we know we're looking at the Pepsi and Ryan. Obviously, we just got the the nope, I'm done, I'm out type of type of messages from you. Like, is there anything that any brand could drop that would catch your eye? And be like, ooh, like so Spangler. Let's say let's say it's a couple more. It's like a month and a half. The Pepsi you haven't gotten the call yet. <laughs> is there anything that could come out that could move you off that? And Ryan, I know like selling what you just bought is like that's not happening like you're but like is there anything that you would be like ooh maybe I should have waited <laughs> I mean um oh. go ahead Spank. sorry go I ahead. asked you both and that's kind of a dick move <laughs> <laughs> no I'll let Spangler I'll let run with it Spangler go ahead Have no it. I mean honestly I don't, I don't really even know I mean I guess if AP came out with an available 15202 I'd be all over that but I don't see that happening anytime soon so, yeah, I, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. So, uh, a there's a couple that would, like, I wouldn't do it, but, like, I would be like, oh, that's nice. Like, uh, a Coke GMT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a, a return to the 40 millimeters on the Explorer 2. And then with maybe a ceramic bezel, but if they went back to the 40 from the 42, that would be good. And then if AP wanted to price a Royal Oak below $10,000 or <laughs> sure, <laughs> maybe they'd they love do a do collab that. with Swatch, yeah. they'll, have the, uh, they'll have the Royal Swatch <laughs> and then you can uh, get that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, nothing within the realm of possibility. Like everything else I want is just like stuff that I would never spend that kind of money on a watch on. So the two up the top of my head would be the Coke, um, the Coke if they redid the Explorer two, and then Grand Seiko is always bringing out crap that like I just look at and I'm drooling over, like that U.S. edition GMT they brought out last, late last year with the green dial. Yeah, have you seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah, that one was killer. But uh, yeah, that's the only stuff I can really think of. But. Uh, yeah, nothing really. Nothing else would really move the needle for me. It's funny that you bring out Grand Seiko because I actually just I was working on an article on one that it it, it dropped today. It's already out there, but I think the article is going to post tomorrow or or, or the next day. Um, Do you guys see the new uh, Lions Main GMT? Uh, not GMT Lions Main Spring Drive Chrono GMT that they came out with. Lion. That sounds like no. a lot. It's it's. <laughs> It's essentially a newer version of their kind of very angular Chrono GMT spring drive. And like, I kind of joke, like, this is a watch that truly leans into more is more. 
Well, what do we need to do? Well, we need a GMT. Okay, cool. But what should we do? Spring drive. Okay. But what if we had a 12-hour chronograph with it too? Cool. Let's do that too. And then a bunch of loom. And then let's put it on a titanium bracelet with a dive extension, by the way. And let's give it 200 meters of water resistance. <laughs> like, is that that lion's is that the one that Nicolas Cage was photographed wearing? No, that's the he actually wears a he wears the um essentially the it's the Daytona. That's a Daytona. That's the, uh, the leopard or the tiger. The Daytona. leopard, yeah, cougar yeah. Daytona, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. No, this thing's really like it's got like a champagne dial, but like the, it's got the texture dial, but the the sub dials are satin fin. Like it, there's a there's a lot going on, and like I wanted to write this, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because I like, it was more. It's more of a serious article, unless of it like it's you know it's a re, it's a re, it's a release kind of introducing. But I wanted to say normally. Yeah, you know, normally if you take a chronograph with 100 meters of water resistance, you could probably also get a, a, a GMT with 100 meters of water resistance. So Grand Seiko is like chrono, G- chrono GMT, 200 meters, put them together. You get them both. You get all of it and you get dive watch water resistance on it. It's insane. Like the specs on this how, thing are How nuts. big is it? It's big. Is it- <laughs> it's big. Yeah, yeah. But I've tried this, not this watch. I've tried because they've done like obviously our buddy RJ up in Canada has the gold version of this watch with the blue dial. They also have another one that's kind of, it was a limited edition. I don't know if they did it in steel or if it was in titanium, but it had kind of like a brownish, a darker, like a brownish kind of pewter dial. Um, very angular case. The way the lugs sit, like it, it, like it's a grand Seiko. So it's 44 and a half, but more people than more people could wear it than should have any right to just because of how like Seiko and grand Seiko work their magic. But it's it's funny that you bring that up because that was top of mind. I was like, man, this watch has a lot going on. It's busy, but like, man, it's it's cool. And they tend to bring stuff out like that that you're like, it's either gorgeous. Or you're like, man, they really went for it. <laughs> uh, you have you have a Grand Seiko. I, I remember when you got that. Yeah. Did you join the GS Nine Club? I did. Did you? Did you get your lapel pin and? Oh yeah. I never wear it, but yeah. I have it. It's in the watch box. <laughs> oh, don't disclose nice. the secret handshake. Okay. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Don't, don't disclose <laughs> no. that. Yeah. Um, no, the, uh, it's funny that you brought up Grand Seiko because they do, they like, and the nice thing with them is they're just going to keep, they, there's no fair schedule for them. There's no, they're just going to keep, they're just going to keep, stuff's just going to keep coming out. Like, so. They're, I mean, they're obviously their their exposures growing. Like Paul Rudd wore one to the premiere that new Ant Man premiere. I wrote that watch up for Fratello. That was one of oh, the two you? watches, okay. like one of the ones that I yeah, wrote up. Yeah, yeah. That dress watch, that burgundy dress watch. That was one of the ones I wrote up. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. So the celebrities are wearing them now. Yeah, you know it, it. It it's funny because I don't like you said. There's there's a lot of stuff that you'd be you, you'd think, and you know, I talked about what mine were. It's like I. I still don't know the the problem that I have, and this is this is a dangerous thing. I, I can't remember who it was that said if I'm thinking about selling a watch, and it might have been it might have been Lex or Gerard from Fratello. They're like, you know, if I if I'm thinking I'm going to sell a watch, I put it away, and I don't think about it. And if I go for a month and don't think about wearing it, or a couple of weeks or whatever the time frame is, and I've heard other people talk about this too. If I put it away and I don't think about it. I sell it. I just, I list it. I don't do anything. Like the thing that I tend to do is if I haven't worn a watch in a while and I'm like, oh, I haven't worn that in a while, I should wear it. And then I wear it and I'm like, this thing's awesome. 
like I need to wear that. Like I, I have the opposite reaction. Instead of saying, "Oh, I should," I, like I, I haven't worn it. Why I should just I should just get rid of it. I make the mistake of wearing it again, or I put it on a different strap, or I put it back on the bracelet. I was like, I know why I liked this thing so much, and then that that is the mistake that I make. I wear the watch that I haven't worn in a bit, and that's why I never sell them. <laughs> <laughs> it's problematic. You just gotta find that one watch that you're really just like, man, I need to get this watch. I need to dump some of these off real quick, make some quick cash, and go for it. See, the, the the problem is the watches that I have like that are either ones where, to me, they have a tie to the show, like and the growth of the show and the fact that we still get together uh, once a week, <laughs> hang out and, and 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 bullshit about watches, about our hobby. So it's the people who have helped us grow the show. Um, or it's things where I'm like, I would have to do it with other things to like get something else. And it's like, mm-hmm. if I had to move these three, I would rather have those three than that one. Like it's 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 the calculus of sure because I go back and forth, and sometimes it's just a matter of finding the right combination. Like part of me feels like if I ever just got a jubilee for that Seiko Alpinist that I have that I don't wear enough, I would wear that thing all the time. If I just like ponied up the 120 bucks to buy a Jubilee bracelet for it. I don't want to do that, but mm-hmm. I know that if I did, I would wear it a ton. I also just put it on that nice suede strap that I got from Pandolfo when he was downsizing his strap collection, and it looks killer. And I was like, ooh, th- maybe this is the combination that I've been looking for. Because sometimes it's just about finding, they're like, oh, that's what I needed. That's what I wanted. Um and it was funny because when I when I put that together, even my wife was like, "Wait, what watch is that?" I was like, "I was like, it's the Alpine." She goes, "Oh yeah, I kind of forgot you had that. That looks really good with that strap." I was like, "Right? Like that's what I've been needing. Like I couldn't figure out how to make that watch look good." Yeah, just goes to show the power of a strap. Oh, straps are important. No leather down here for nine months out of the year, though. Yeah, I I used to I used to be big on straps. I have some really nice straps, but like everything I have now, I just keep on bracelets primarily. I mean, uh, I have a couple of vintage watches that don't get worn a ton, but like they look good on leather. But uh, yeah, everything else, I, I think everything else I have is on a bracelet, except for uh, except for my uh, moon swatch. Well, yeah, I mean, until they come up with that plastic. Oh, my domos, yeah, yeah, my domos, yeah. like. The uh, the I wear that one on leather. Yeah, the Weltzite. It's which is another awesome one. It is a great watch. I mean, I just find it interesting too. Like we've I've talked about this a little bit before. I I tend towards bracelets, but there are certain watches where you're like you find the right strap combination. And you're like, ooh, this is really good. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's like like even though I really like that bracelet, I put it on the strap and I end up wearing it more, and it's like counterintuitive to me, but it works. Um, yeah. It yeah it. And then, I mean, obviously, I. But the same thing is watches that don't have a bracelet option bug me. Okay. Because as much as I like the straps, and like I said, that combination can make it be worn more. I like for me the default is always to go back to the bracelet. Like it's the palette so- cleanser. It's the way that like to me a watch on a bracelet that it came with is like. That's that's the default, and then I can have fun later. 
Like I don't like like I don't want to say I don't like aftermarket bracelets. I haven't ever bought one, and I like I feel like there are some that I would buy, oh. but uh, I like the OEMs bracelet. I feel like if somebody at Seiko, and I know they're much maligned, some of these bracelets are like it's the way the watch is supposed to look. I like that. I actually have a Forstner Jubilee that's made for the Black Bay. Like I, when I went, I went, the reason I was at that AD today was I was selling them my Black Bay and uh, they didn't want the break. They didn't want the aftermarket bracelet there. You can keep that. So I have that, which I'll be posting up for sale. If anybody's looking for a Jubilee for a 41 millimeter Black Bay, let me know. Uh, See, I feel like I would like that for a while. The problem I have is the, the, the Tudor clasp is really good. Yeah. yeah. The the force the the clasp on those Forstner bracelets, like and I've heard other people say it, if it didn't have the Forstner branding, if it had Tudor branding on it, you you wouldn't know. Like okay. I mean it's really good. But uh yeah, they're nice. But yeah. Somehow Buzzy, I've not managed to see yours in person yet. Come on, man. Rookie move. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, every time I've seen you wearing the Black Bay, it's been on something else. It's not attached to the Come Black on. Bay right now. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, no, I am due in, in my uh, my cycle of how the Black Bay stays on my wrist. I am due to go back to the original equipment manufacturer's oyster uh, where where it will stay for a while. And then we cycle to the Jubilee because, you know, you get tired of the same old thing. And then after a little bit of Jubilee action, it goes on various and sundry NATOs. And then the cycle continues. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever seen you put it on a NATO buzz, but I guess you have. I've just been oblivious to it. Yeah. Well, I I, I feel like I take the uh, bare minimum of pictures of my watches for for someone in this hobby. So, um, yeah, I've actually had it on the uh, two piece from from Cincy Strap Co. since uh, recording the episode (laughs) uh, with uh, with uh, Omega Bond watches. Because I, I put I had it on an eighteen millimeter NATO oh, yeah. and it was like uh, killing them inside and I'm like ah oh, I don't want to do that to my guest <laughs> so I switched <laughs> it over to the two piece yeah you should have gone all like you should, you should have gone fourteen millimeter or sixteen yeah I still have that in the watch box you you will. You will learn that, that it's a good thing that it, both uh, spring bars have to, to break for it to fall off uh, when, when you have <laughs> straps there that poorly fit. <laughs> so, does anybody have predictions for what's going to come out next month that watches and wonders? Watch. They're going to do a Coke now. They will. <laughs> they, they, they absolutely will. Um, I don't know. I mean, it. it's funny because you would think being in the hobby, like, I'm curious to see what comes out. But, like, I'm. it goes back to kind of where you're at, too. Like, I'm content. I know that if something came out that I liked, I would have to move things that I also like to get it. And I don't know that that would be worth it to me. 
and also I'm lazy. So like, when it comes like selling watches is a pain in the butt. So like I don't want to yes. have to do that. And in order mm-hmm. to get what I would want, like there are certain things that if they came out, yes, I would want them. The only thing, and here's the thing, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to come out with any release schedule because they never do. Like if Seiko found a way to put that local hour, local jumping hour hand GMT movement that's in that sharp edge pressage that is hit or miss for people into, they just came out with a, a, a solar kinetic um, sumo GMT. If they find a way to make an actual GMT in a normal looking watch that has that local jump hour and was, you know, sub two, because I think that pressage is like 1200 bucks. I would consider consolidating a couple of smaller pieces into that. Like I would absolutely do that. Um, that would be one where I'm like, if it's a good design and I like it, I could see pulling the trigger on something like that. The, the Coke GMT with where those are at right now, I'd have to sell too many things that I like. Like I, like I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I, I know what would have to go and I'm not going to do that. So, um, could I see one of those in my future for something else down the road? Absolutely. But like, I'm not, I'm not really going to move heaven and earth. Like we talked about in that episode, um, to, to go out there and get it probably because what I would have to move, I like too much. Um, and that's part of being content with where you're at from a collection perspective. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there'll be some cool stuff. Like, I don't think anybody had AP coming out with a turquoise stone gold Royal Oak, which is bonkers. And I actually think it's really cool. Like, it's awesome that they did that because it's insane. Um, but it looks good. It, it looks good. Nobody knew that we needed a turquoise stone dial gold watch, but we did. <laughs> it does look so good. It That's does the look really good. Like, I'm not going to buy it. Like, I'm glad you brought like, that up. Like honestly, if if Jonathan wanted to take like that green dial he did in the retrograph and put it in something like this, like take that color dial and put it like I think we now know that would actually look pretty good. Like for for four hundred and seventy five bucks, I might buy that. <laughs> not not the the you know almost almost six figures they want for the Royal Oak, but you know baby steps. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I don't know what Ryan. What do you think? What do you think you're, we're going to see? Uh, I mean, you know, I think I don't know that there'll be a new GMT. I can I can see them doing a Coke. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know that that had happened. Uh, potentially, maybe an updated Milgauss. You might see that. Uh, I think Tudor's going to probably bring out the the GMT and the fifty eight, uh, which would be. Like something everybody's clamoring for. Uh, what uh, colorway do you think they'd do it in, though? I don't think they'd do the Pepsi. I don't think they'd do the Coke. I don't. They actually maybe they're going to be the ones to do the Coke. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, they could do the GMT Coke hmm. with a gilt. So like that Manta that came out last year. A gilt Coke. Ooh, I don't know yep. about that. Well, I bet they could. They could do it. I think they could do it. I don't know any any other brands like I I guess what do we think Omega is going to do? Probably some new Speedmasters. Uh, they slowed <laughs> that down a little bit though. <laughs> Pump out the new movement uh, into new watches or just previous yeah, watches. The uh, 
I would like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Swatch do another collab with one of the other brands under the Swatch umbrella. They should. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, that was such a cash cow for them. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if they did it again. I mean, like, if you think about, like, the other stuff they could do, they could do, they could do like, a, 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 I mean, could you imagine a Brigade-type 20? Like, honestly, I think Swatch man. No, I could. I don't mean that they should. I don't. I don't think they shouldn't do another collab. I think they should just do another Omega collab. Honestly, the yeah. the, the Swatch Master would be would sell so much. Like you do a bunch of different colorways, or you do what they did for all of the Bond movies, where they made swatches for them. Yeah, but make Seamasters for them. With different, like yeah. th- those would sell out, and you could do twenty five or twenty six different versions of that. They would sell those also in a heartbeat. I would go buy one of those. Like I would, pro- I'm still waiting to find my way to get a Jupiter or not Jupiter, uh, a Pluto because Pluto is a planet, regardless of what NASA say. Um, I'm not learning See, the, a new, new those eBay prices are coming down on them. They're almost but what I'm saying. Like, if they did a James past. Bond collab that that was like actually, if they did that James Bond they would, moon swatch, that James Bond moon swatch. Oh yeah, that one would kill too. I'm just saying, look, like there's things look, to do. If they yeah, did two speedy Tuesdays, I would, I would buy those. Yeah, I, I got to, I, I got to imagine Swatch is going to ride that wave though. They're gonna, they're gonna keep doing that. There's no reason why they wouldn't that I can think of. I mean, it's like the, the hype that that watch. Gave them the concern was tarnishing Omega and the brand that clearly did not happen. So, I mean, you don't yeah, want to be doing it all the time, but if you do it increased. well, yeah, yeah, and sales of the Speedmaster increased. Yeah, well, so. let's be real. They did like I can remember talking with Mike Stockton about it. It's like, hey, there's a rumor that there's going to be a a speed like an Omega and like and Swatch collab on something like Moonwatch related. Like, I'm really interested to see. He goes, this could go one of two ways. And then I got the message the other day, oh, (laughs) it's gone one way and it's really good. Like, the fact that they just made a copy of it. Like, if you just made a copy of the Seamaster, the SMP 300M, and just put it in a Swatch, and, like, Mm. does it have to be 300 meters water resistance? No, but it needs to be, like, more than 25. It needs to be, like, 100 That'd be perfect. That would be the ultimate yeah. summer grab and go quartz watch. They would sell so many of them. <laughs> I think the hard part would be coming up with twenty six different variants, one for every movie. <laughs> that would be the hardest part. The uh, I would like to see Nomos do a chronograph. I've been like saying I want to see mm-hmm. that for years. I'm not a big chronograph. That guy, would be cool, but I would love to see. I would love to see Nomos's take. On a chronograph, because I look at like the Young Hands chronographs, yeah. I think those are really, really good looking. Similar design aesthetic, yeah. right? So I, I just imagine Nomos could do something really killer if they tried. Um, I, I don't know why they don't do try to do more complications. I mean, they they seem to be pretty dialed in on dual time GMT, and that's about it. Yeah, and then just three handers. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing the, that. The one last thing I'm kind of interested to, to see is to, what what crazy nonsense Moser comes out with for their concept watch. <laughs> it's just it's fun. It, you you can't buy them; they're not for production. Like, but the entirely Vanta Black Streamliner Chronograph was insane. It's cool. I, I want to see what crazy crap those guys come up with this year. <laughs> 
feel like uh, we're we're all really uh, wanting another cheese watch. Oh yeah. Could they make one out of I fondue? I do enjoy good cheese. Fondue cheese. If we could do that, find a way to make that work. Uh, I'm not sure how you could make fondue work in wristwatch form, but uh, they, you know, are you they, saying it would be so, a fondant. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you can do some oil filled or if if heat watches can exist with the, using the the fluid dynamics, to, I feel like there's there's an angle there. There's got to be an angle there, and I trust the folks at Moser to find it. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I always love this time of year, but like genuinely, like I mean, granted, I'm still in the honeymoon phase. It's been two weeks, yeah. like, but I'm just like, yeah, it'll be cool to see what it is. But it's not like in past years where I was like, oh, what's coming out? Like, yeah, I um, and I'm not a person who's ever content. Like I am a like I love consumerism. I'm a spin, spin, spin kind of guy, <laughs> and I am like genuinely like really like content right now. So. Uh, yeah, I sort of nice <laughs> to not be chasing stuff, you know. It, it's it's an, like you become more of an uh, an appreciator of things. Like like we said, yeah, that, that turquoise royal oak, like never gonna happen. But it's cool. <laughs> if I ever get a yeah. chance to see one in person, you know, I'm picking it up and putting it on my wrist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but it, I. Uh, you know what you like. That's a good thing. I will say this too, because that watch meetup I went to on Sunday, a couple of guys had recently acquired AP. So I'm wondering if like even the AP stuff is like softening a little bit, because one of the guys told me he had, he got a 41 millimeter chronograph, no spend history. And he said his weight was about nine months, but I mean, nine months for any, like any AP model, like other than an offshore is not a bad weight. Right. I mean, uh, oh, Grandy told me he's like he gave them like a list of colors he wanted and was like I'm only interested in three handers and then they called him and were like we have a 41 millimeter blue chronograph he's like I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> but he still got the call <laughs> he did yeah yeah they still offered it up to him so um, yeah I mean I I just I think it's it's starting to soften up which you know I think it's good I, I think some of these ads uh, their sales associates are going to uh, they're going to be hating life because like, I feel like there's a lot of like, vindictive people that when they're starting to call and be like, Hey, we have your watch. And uh, I'm not sure the response is going to be what they're thinking it's going to be. But I mean, like you, you, you know, I mean, you string these people along for years and then like, you know, the market softens and now you're important enough for them to like call for their for your business. Like I, uh, and not all of them. Like, I mean, I, I worked with a great team. Like, wouldn't say a bad thing about them, but like some of these horror stories you hear, I just think it's going to be. I'm sort of here for it. I want to watch it. It'll like, be watch the world burn. It'll be an interesting evolution, um, and it'll be it'll be cool to see how the brands handle it, how the ads handle it, and then how we handle it too. Because, like you said, the, the longer I don't want to say like it, it, this has a, a thing to do, like something to do with it, but like when you stop chasing. And when you kind of realize that you're comfortable with what you've got and where it's at, and like there are a couple of key things that like you might consider, but realistically, it's not going to really move the needle for you. 
then yeah. like you're in, in a different spot. And I feel like a lot of us got into the, I don't say we all got into this around the same time because everybody like has varying entry points, but I feel like watches entered the consciousness for a lot of people while this was happening. And for the people yeah. who were in it for the hype or the people who just got into it and maybe don't have like, I think the overall impact on how the market behaves will be interesting because it's been a very weird time for the last three to four years. It hasn't been like this yeah. for very long. Um, I mean, we, we talk about, we talk about, Oh, it's been like, the, it's like, no, the, the, I, when I bought that tutor that my toe dipping point into that, there were, there were two Submariners in the case. I tried one of them on and was like, that is too much money for me. <laughs> um, and they were both, they were sitting there like they, that was, yeah. 2017 and you could buy a sub in the case at least like in October in Cincinnati I could have bought one <laughs> so no I like I remember when I first got into the got into the hobby which was around like when I really got into like I'd always liked watches but like 2014 is when I really kind of started and I remember in 2015 going into a Rolex AD and the woman was pushing me to buy a white dial Milgauss and was like I'll take 20% off like trying to like wow. push it on uh <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it just, uh, I, I mean, like, I don't know that days of discounts are coming back, especially on like, not on the Pepsi Spangler. You're going to have to pay full retail on that. I'm okay with but, that. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I don't know if we're all that far off from where the, you know, they're maybe giving you a bit of a concession to get you to buy something again. Cause it's, uh, we'll see recessions do weird things, but they, well, I mean, I just, I mean, my frame of reference is always 2008, 2009. And like, uh, I think I've mentioned to you before, I've gone on to like Rolex forums and looked at like the old sales listings and like prices literally on secondary, I mean, not retail, but on secondary market cut in half. I mean, like from what they were charging in 2008 to what they wanted for the same watch in 2009, I mean, the price was essentially half. So are you going to see that again? I don't know. I think you know the underlying economy this time it's a it's a bit different last time we had a we had a housing market built on a house of cards this time we've just pumped too much cash into the into the economy so uh different dynamics but i mean a recession's a recession uh, yeah. i mean so i i haven't punched pumped too much money into the economy i, w- I would take credit take uh issue with the the we well, the, the, our our elected officials have done yeah. it on our on our behalf well, the, right. they, the, they were the, the, some of those those officials are appointed not elected <laughs> yeah. yeah although that, that that's that true, said yeah, sadly that said i would much rather listen to a fed chairman speak than any politician <laughs> Yeah, you, you, yeah. Let me put it. I, I have never once listened to a Fed chairman speak and questioned their intelligence. <laughs> Whether or not I agree with their position is a different thing. I have never questioned that they at least can, you know, can put their pants on in the morning. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say, I'm not gonna the memes you. are uh, fantastic. Memes are always good. The internet's undefeated. We've learned that. Money printer go Bert. <laughs> the internet remains undefeated. And you know, honestly, that's probably a, a good spot to call this one, right? Like we're talking about economics. We're getting we're getting we're getting a little out of our depth. <laughs> we're going way off topic at this point. Yeah, we're we're talking about economics. We we we're all content. Like we're we're even at the point where we don't really want to talk about watches much anymore. 
Yeah, this is just going to be like, you're never going to have me on again. No, we absolutely like, well, will because at <laughs> some point, at some point, what we're going to do is I'm going to find a way to play the tape back and, and, and of this episode where, oh, we're content, we're looking at all this. And then it's going to be after you bought like the Pepsi or something. <laughs> or the, it's like, we're going to say, hey, you remember like, like four and a half weeks ago when this happened? <laughs> I can assure you it will not be in four and a half weeks. It's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I can assure you it will not be a four and a half. I think your wife can assure like, us I, as well. Uh, so, so she, like, I told her that this was it, that I was kind of done, and she's like, she knows me too well. She's like, sure. you're full of shit. Like, it's, you're not done. Like, and uh, I, I, I still contend that I am. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I meant it when I said it. We'll see. I mean, you know, positions change, opinions change. It's not a lie if you uh, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, calm down, George Costanza. I, I, I want to um, see. I need to keep buying stuff though, so that I can like thank Windsor for allowing me to get this. So I and like so I need to buy other stuff to, to you know show my appreciation. Don't like, they carry Patek they as well? Research. They carry Patek too, right? They they do. <laughs> and so like, yeah, if if my financial position, see, like if I like an Aquadot would be really really so, nice. I, but, it's funny, like we uh, we haven't talked about what any of these things cost you know, because we know that all of our listeners, except Ryan's wife, have Google and can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> And let me put it this way. I, I feel like that comment is safe because an hour and 24 minutes in, she's not listening to this. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> there is no way that she's going to find that Easter egg. <laughs> okay. So they uh, – yeah, it's um, – yeah, I mean like they, they are a paddock AD. Yeah. Uh, but man, so, you know, again, not to like just sit here and like pump up Windsor on the on the podcast. They carry everything though. I mean they, they've got – They've got like Seiko, they, from Seiko and Hamilton to Grand Seiko, Omega, IWC, like Tudor, Rolex, Paddock. Uh, so I'm I'm stoked because one of the one of the, the um, trips that I have coming up at at the beginning of April is to Charlotte, and I'm really hope. Like, so this is more of like a kind of a group kind of offsite type of thing. So I'm really hoping that the hotel yeah. that they book is near Windsor's location, um, just so, to, so I can scroll in. Well, so there's a great little wine bar right next to Windsor. Uh, when I went in and I got uh, I got the Carolina Watch Club tutor back in October, the Pelagos, uh, like three other guys from Carolina Watch Club were there, and we all walked next door after we got our watches and just sat down and had a bottle of wine. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you could take your coworkers, and be like, "Hey, go hang out at the wine bar. I'll be, I'll be right back." In it, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, dip in there. Oh. One of the guys who's in that program that I'm in is, I joke, he's my work Buzz. Um, he he reminds me of Buzz. He wears a Breitling. His Breitling is actually away at Breitling for service right now. Um, so he's kind of sketchy. He's as a like, yeah, he's like He's, he's kind of sketchy like Buzz. Kind of sketchy. Kinda sketchy. Um, the other thing that I, I found out, too, is his, his dad's nickname is also Buzz. So there's just – there's weird parallels. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll figure that out. Is there like a big – is there like a big? I know we said we we're gonna wrap this up, but out of curiosity, is there like a big? Uh, is there like a, a a big like collection of people in your industry that are into watches, or is it? Uh, it's hit or miss. You can kind of tell based on what somebody is wearing, um, and who notices what. Like I have a buddy who's in New York. Who, I mean, he's he's into watches, but he really is just into the VC overseas. 
Like he just really wants that watch. So like that's Over, yeah. he's just into that. Now he did just buy his wife uh, a, a, a 36 millimeter date just for her uh, 30th birthday. So, um, oh, yeah, nice. so like, I mean, there, there are people who are into it and I can tell who is into it based on what they wear. I also see a ton of Apple watches too, which is disappointing. Um, so, but so funny enough, it's, it's really big in tech. Like I'm, I work in tech and, um, like, uh, we have an annual, like we have an annual retreat and like this past year we were in Mallorca and there were a ton of us that were all just geeking out over each other's watches. Like we have like, and then, uh, I've got a buddy who's an engineer at uh, Apple. They have a watch club at Apple that had a uh, they had a Black Bay Fifty Eight made, like a like the same kind of thing CWC did. And then he was telling me uh, Meta has a watch club and they did an IWC, and Amazon has a watch club and they did a Black Bay. Like so, hmm. yeah. I mean, something about like tech. There's dudes in tech are into watches now, I guess. So. It's uh, it's entered the mainstream, as they say. So, yeah, yeah, I guess donned so. the leather jacket and the water skis and jumped over that shark. Hey, how many more? How many more references can I? How many more references can I get in before we end the show? <laughs> happy days. We got Seinfeld. We got the internet being undefeated. All right. Ryan, it is always a pleasure to have you on. We always manage to go at least at least an hour and a half. We're, we're right. We're right there. Um, you know, c- congrats on, on the pickup. I'm glad that you're content. I, I, I can yeah. see it on your face. Um, it's, <laughs> it's good. We'll see how long it lasts. Um, that, that could be the four bourbons, but maybe well, it's you know. the I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> that, ha- that has a way of helping. It's a consumable. Remember. Yeah. Um, but it is a consumable. Well, it's very, what's the, uh, what's the saying? I have a, I have a, a deficiency where my body doesn't produce alcohol, so I have to supplement. Anyway, it's always yeah. good having you on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're, you're a great guest. Yeah, I feel like I was a little, I feel like I was a little boring tonight. No. So, I hope, oh. uh, well, so here's the thing. The that that yeah. lets us know that you are in your happy place. Like you are in your happy place with this, which is what we all, we all want. Like we, we don't get into this to like just burn through money. Like we, we, we want what we want. We like what we want and you're there. So that's, it's good to see. It's fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, I am shockingly content. I mean, it's been a nine year journey and I'm here and, uh, Hopefully it sticks for a good long while. You know, for us, this is the version of being the one watch guy. Yeah, you're an eight watch guy. It's your version. Of like, but that was the one watch, watch that guy. got you there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that that was the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah. No, we we appreciate you hanging out with us on a Tuesday night. It's always a blast. Um, and you know, you, yeah. congrats on on the pickup. Glad glad that you're content. Glad that you're happy. It's always good to see our friends happy. So, uh, until next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See ya. <laughs>